please show me some love and like this video. Thank you so much, guys. I found this at the end of the night on my backpack at Lost Lands. It's like a clothespin orange and it has like glitter on it. And it says Lost Lands 2019 on here on the front. And then on the back, it says you are loved. I just got I went to go like... Candy crew, what is up? Welcome to this super freaking special episode of Best Candy Ever. For those that don't know, this is the 25th episode. 25th, not 7, but this is the 25th episode. And the reason why this is so special is because the guest that I have on today was actually my very first Best Candy Ever podcast guest ever ever, ever. And she is so amazing and is one of my greatest friends. And I I thought this would be a phenomenal episode to do um, just because I feel like there's been so much progress with Best Candy Ever. Um, without further ado, let's not stall. Please welcome my very, very good, beautiful friend, Kiana, aka Kiana's Graham. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hi, Renee. How are you? I'm good. Oh my gosh. The first time we did um, this episode was like back in August. Do you remember that? I know. I remember. I was just thinking about that, um, how much like stuff has happened since then. Yeah. You know, it seems like it was such a long time ago, but it was only what, uh, like what, two, like half a year? Yeah. Like six, seven months. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember asking you, and like kind of pitching it to you being like, hey, do you want to be my first guest on my podcast? And I just remember you'd be like, okay, but no right. questions asked. You're like, okay, right. sure, whatever. Right. And now we're like 25 episodes in. So it's so great to have you back on here. You're my first reoccurring guest. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, by the way, for that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I feel like there's been lots of growth and uh, I feel like I've grown a lot in terms of like how to edit and producing the podcast. And mm-hmm. I feel like my hosting skills have like gotten a lot better. I don't, I feel like I don't say um as much, but I feel like I do say yeah. like a lot. Yeah, I, I have that same issue. So we're, we're work in progress, right? But we're leveling up. So that's good. Yeah. And I feel like you seem more confident too with like speaking. I think for the both of us, we were like both pretty nervous and it was a very first episode. So it was like, well, where do we go from here? Like how there's no structure to this type of podcast. So. Right. I, I just feel like um, a lot of things have happened since then. And it, it's really interesting to see how much we can grow in such a short amount of time. And a lot of times we forget that we um, have this kind of growth and we don't look back at where we were and where we are now. So this is this is great. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like in terms of uh, like us being able to speak better, I feel like the pandemic has definitely helped with that. I feel like I can talk to myself a lot better. I'm not as shy in terms of making TikTok videos. Like before I used to spend hours and hours recording, being so upset that it wasn't done right or that I looked weird or sounded weird. Now I'm mm-hmm. just over it. I'm like, I have so many other things to do. This is what it is. Right. 
Yeah, you literally, and that's the thing. Like, um, I'm a Capricorn, so I know how that feels. It definitely is very stressful to be a perfectionist in every sort of that word and basically pick yourself apart on every little thing. And it's it was definitely hard for me to like let go and be like, okay, I'm only gonna do like three takes. And if I don't get it, then whatever, you know. But it yeah. for sure it definitely is one of those things that you kind of have to learn to let go because time is so important and even like the videos, the TikToks, honestly, the ones that like you don't think are going to do the best are the ones that do the best. You know, that oh, that's so fucking yeah. true. I hate it. Yeah, exactly. It's like the ones that you spend the least amount of time on are the ones that like do the best. But then the ones you spend the most amount of time on the ones that get the least amount of views. It's it's crazy how that works. Yeah. TikTok is so wild. I feel like, you know, I'll try to quote unquote, batch create and I'll Uh spend like a day trying to make content. And usually Uh my videos that do really well are the ones that I filmed like very last. And Uh they're always the ideas that I come up with very last minute. And then those always take off versus the ones I put like effort and thought into. And I'm just like, all right, TikTok's a different beast. Yeah, exactly. It's... I mean, I'm just waiting for whatever the next thing is, you know, honestly. It's, Clubhouse. Wait, who who knows? Who knows what it's going to be, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like all the apps are starting to merge and like look really alike because I know uh, YouTube just started YouTube Shorts, which is- The Shorts, like, yeah. Yeah, which is like stories. Mm. I, I, I saw it for the first time today and it looks like TikTok and you can mm-hmm. like- wipe down and it's that vertical view so it's just mm-hmm. it's just wild and I know Twitter has um like stories yeah it's kind of, I don't know what they call it but yeah 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 it's like stories but I think they have this other room I forget what it's called but it's like clubhouse where it's like all uh-huh. audio and people can listen like a panel so it's just crazy that all these apps are coming out with very similar features mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if one app Uh, has one certain feature that works, all these other ones are going to follow suit, you know, because they know that this app already tested it and it already works, you know, so why not? Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's definitely how Instagram is becoming. I feel like it's becoming a Uh shopping platform like Uh Pinterest. Uh And it's okay. I mean, I've looked at stuff on there like, like, oh, let me Uh look up um, a day bed or something, but it's not, I don't know. I don't really like using it for shopping. It's kind of strange. Yeah. I think they were trying to do more of that for like revenue. So. Yeah. I don't know. Instagram. I like Instagram. I'll always love it. I feel like it's the platform where I have like the biggest, um, like reach, Mm -hmm. but it's, I don't know. I feel like it's, they've made it so frustrating for creators to get their content out there with you right. know, being able to see only 10%, like followers being able, being only able to see 10% of whatever you post. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's definitely been a struggle the last few years for me for my growth and stuff on Instagram. But I'm just happy that I got to where I am um, with Instagram and the connections that I've made through there um that's the most important part to me to be honest like all of my friends I've met through Instagram me too I feel like 
even though a lot of us haven't met each other, I feel like we know each other so well because we'll see right. each other's stuff and then we'll, you know, we'll do stuff like this and it's wild. But how has um, ga- uh, streaming and gaming been for you? I know you started doing that recently. Um, I actually am on a break right now on that, but I definitely do want to get back into it. It's just been like a little crazy because... Um, as some of you guys know, I live in Las Vegas and everything's like opening back up. So right now, um, work is just crazy busy. So I need for work to like settle down a little bit before I get back into it. Um, but it's been fun. Like, as you can see, I've changed my whole setup and everything to work around my gaming stuff. And, um, it's fun. Um, I do like Twitch, but it is a very saturated market as far as uh, becoming, you know, making monetary like money off of it. But um, I do like it. It's fun. And there's a lot of um, people using it for like their music and things like that, too, which is which is cool, I think. Yeah, I know that it's um, primarily for gamers, but I know that a lot of artists over, you know, the pandy were using it to Uh host like their live streams and um, their sets and all that. But Uh uh, is it something that you want to continue or is it just a break for right now till work kind of slows down? Um, I I think I'm I'm trying to figure out what I can do to get more people to watch my streams um, as well as get more, you know, followers and like traction on there. Um, It's just harder to like transfer people from one platform to another, you know? Right. I feel like unless you really like put it out there that, Hey, follow me on, Uh on IG or on TikTok. Uh But I feel like your yeah. loyal your loyal subscribers or followers, I don't know what they call them. I feel like they'll mm. definitely come over though. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely met a lot of people on Twitch as well in that Twitch community that's been very welcoming and um, definitely get to want to get to know more of those people as well. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, can you tell us like what exactly like you do on Twitch and how all that works? Um, so I live stream on Twitch. Um, I started in January and I play games on there, mostly video games. Um, I don't do first person shooter games because I suck at those games, but, um, I do a lot of like very relaxing type, like mental health games, like Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley. Um, I just got Pokemon Snap. Um, oh, nice. And I, yeah, so I stream like those kinds of like little, you know, a little bit more non, non-competitive games. Um, usually I do stream Among Us as well, but um, it's just a little harder because I like to play with like my group of friends and we all have to like coordinate schedules and stuff when we do that. But um, yeah, you have your own, when you build a Twitch channel, you, you know, you build your own Twitch channel and you have you set up like your overlays and your designs and you set up your chat and um yeah that's basically it i i it's very fun but it's time consuming 
Um, and the thing is, you have to be on a constant schedule for for Twitch to actually, you know, develop a community, develop, you know, a fan base on there. And that's the one thing that I don't have, which kind of hinders me from developing like, um, like a community like I do on Instagram and on TikTok. So would you say that you have to like be on a certain time every day? It's, it's more about consistency. So like, um, it's more about like your schedule and consistency. So say you say you want to stream like Monday, Wednesday, Friday at like two to four. So you have to commit to that time block Monday, to, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for like those days for three hours or whatever. So that's the thing that is hard for me at least because I have, I don't have, I have a floating schedule. I don't have a consistent schedule where I can be like, okay, I, I'm going to stream three hours, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at this time, three to five, whatever, you know? So that's the thing that you have to, you know, have to be more successful, I guess, as a streamer. Have you seen repercussions from that? Like, have, do you think that's one of the reasons why maybe, um, your, your community on Twitch isn't growing as fast as oh, you'd like de- it to? Definitely. Um, I, it just started off as like something fun. So like, I'm not too like kind of worried about building that community as, as much because I do have other things going on right now. And again, like I am working a lot, but I would like to, in the future, get back into it and start, you know, building more of like a schedule for myself so I can do that consistently and build a community there as well. Yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that because we both, we both work in these fields where weekends we're still working, like our, our schedules constantly change and we don't have Mm. the luxury of being able to block out a certain amount of time. Uh, I feel like a lot of people see that with me and my posting schedule, it's all sorts of fucked up, but I feel Mm. like like in the end, like people that really like, you know, your content and want to follow you, I feel like they will, you know, make that exception for you. Um, Do you think that uh, Twitch is like the new thing? Do you think that's, that's like, what's the new Instagram? Um, it's a little bit different because honestly, um, Twitch is, Twitch is a different community in itself. Um, they do have, you know, different aspects to it than Instagram because Instagram, you can just post a picture or you can post a story, you know, and it's, um, more, or well, now you can go live though. Yeah. That, well, yeah, that's that's also a different thing because I don't think Instagram has it where you can set up like where you can game and stuff. That's like screen share. Um, yeah, like similar to screen share, but like like I have a program on my computer where it it actually streams the game to Twitch. Oh, wow. What's that? Called? And then it's connected to my um, webcam as well. So it streams me and like the game together. So like you see how on Twitch people, when they stream games, there's like a little box that's them showing and then the rest of it is the game itself. Um, 
the program is called Streamlabs. There's also like other programs that do the same thing. Um, and you pay like 20 bucks a month for it. And oh, geez. yeah, but like you, um, but you're, if it's for like people that constantly stream like every day, you know, like you're using it like almost like every, every, like three or four times a week, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have like programs on there where you can, um, they have like buttons for like, um, donations and like you can set up all of your overlays on there and like all this stuff on there so you're not just getting the program to stream to twitch but you're getting like all these other extra things as well oh i see what you're saying it's kind of like a host like a hosting site yeah like a hosting site but you but like it directly connects to the twitch connects to your twitch account oh okay and you just have to like find the right host or website I'm guessing to use for your Twitch. Um, it's not like a website per se. I don't know the back end stuff to oh, all sorry, of that. Or maybe software. Um, yeah, it's like a software basically. Um, that streams like whatever game. Let's take a game capture. So like you're straight like whatever game you're playing on your PC. Like it connects that to your Twitch and also your webcam. Okay. Wow. Did you know anything prior to streaming? Like, did you have to Mm, research? No, not at all. Like, I didn't know like anything. Um, Actually, one of my good friends, uh, Pooja, was the one that we both kind of like started streaming around the same time. And she taught me a lot of things. And so did like our other friend, Cam. Um, And then I learned from there and also a couple of my friends streamed. So I asked them for help as well. And that community is very welcoming in a sense where they, if you have questions and stuff, like they'll definitely help you on a lot of things. And JC as well. Oh, nice. That's good. That sounds like a super supportive community. Um, Is it, would you say that it's fairly easy to start monetizing on Twitch? Um, I would say it's easy to make affiliates. Um, which is their program that lets you monetize. You have to, there's like certain requirements you have to meet within 30 days. But if you don't make those certain requirements within 30 days, then you restart. It doesn't like penalize you for like not making them in 30 days, but then it restarts and you have to like try again with and get it within the next 30 days. Um, It's like a certain amount, like certain amount of followers, um, certain amount of view like average number of views and then there's like there's like a couple other requirements i forgot what they are uh do they include like hours streamed or something like that like the amount of yeah like uh hours streamed and like um average amount of viewers per stream for oh, those wow. like 30 days and then um number of followers and then there's like one other thing i think i don't remember what it is and then they also have another level level that's partner, like Twitch partner. Is that which above is, affiliate? It's above affiliate. And that's the one where you basically like they give you um like part they'll they'll send you partnerships. Like say like Twitch gets like, you know, a partnership with like Coke, Coke Zero. And they and they'll see which of their uh Twitch partners fit into like that category and then they'll be like do you want to work on this partnership with coke zero and then you get paid from that 
So they actually have like um, opportunities for you if you make partner. Oh, wow. That's a really big, I don't, I don't know if sponsor would be the right word, but a big partner mm-hmm. to work yeah. with. Because I feel like with Instagram, with like raving, like our partners, quote unquote, our partners, whatever, they're always like right. so niche. Um, I mean, like, I feel like Instagram, like, doesn't have, like, that kind of sponsorship with, like, people that have big followings, right? Like, I like TikTok has a creator fund, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you've heard of that. So TikTok has a creator fund where they, um, whereas, like, you have a certain amount of followers and you have a certain amount of views, you can be in the creator fund and they, I don't know if they give you money or if they, um, because I'm not part of that. I don't know if they give you either money to help with your videos or to create your own videos, or if they give you some sort of like sponsorship from like help you with sponsorships from like companies, but Instagram doesn't have any of that. Anybody that like Instagram, you know, anybody that has a big Instagram following, we get our own partnerships. We don't, and you know this, we don't rely on Instagram to send us like partnerships. That's never been like a thing for us. Yeah. And when you say partnerships, do you mean like collaborations or do you mean like paid partnerships or we're, we're actually paid? Just, just in general, you know, both like paid partnerships and collaborations. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like I'm constantly if I really want to work with a brand, I'm constantly reaching out to these people myself and being like, hey, do you want to do a collaboration? Hey, do you want to do this? And brands are constantly reaching out to me and asking me, do you want to do this? Do you want to do a collaboration? So Instagram, you're kind of on your own, you know? And I'm not sure if like people that have millions of followers, they have a Instagram works with them Oh, they but do? Like they, I'm not sure. That's that's the oh, thing. Oh, I don't like, know. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Because the requirements for, I feel like TikTok is not that much to be in the creator fund. Um, the requirements for Twitch partnership, I think, is a little bit harder to get than, to tick, than the TikTok creator fund. Um, but I've never even heard of Instagram even having a program for people to use their platform to promote anything that's sponsored by Coke Zero or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't know, maybe like people like that have hundreds and millions of followers, Instagram might reach out and be like, hey, this, this company reached out and wants you to, and wants us to recommend some people to work with them. Do you want to work with them? But I mean, I've never heard of anything for Instagram. Yeah, I feel like something like that is probably in the works. Um, I mean, if it doesn't exist already, I think that what Instagram normally does is they'll see something successful on a different app. And then once they see that that thing is successful, they'll go ahead and try to create their own type Uh of uh, similar concept. But I know that there's like different softwares and uh, we're not softwares, like different websites where it's like, um, find like, find different influencers to work for your brand like yeah 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 Uh uh-huh yeah yeah. Uh, I'm thinking that would be like the closest but it sounds like Twitch is definitely more uh, friendly to users in terms of getting those types of uh, 
like deals. Sponsorships or deals. Yeah. yeah, sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that. And even on um, TikTok, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too heavily invested in uh, TikTok, so I don't know all the logistics, but. Wait, I, I, yeah, I'm not either. So. But the way Twitch works, it seems like they, they really want to help their, uh, their users and want them to be successful uh-huh. if they're, if they have that level. You said it was um, called partnership? Call partner. It's called Twitch partnership. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything above that level? No, they only have affiliate and um, partner. Oh, okay. And if, uh, like, I guess what, I, like, what I'm trying to get at is if you, in order to monetize, is it more like tips or I think you mentioned donations earlier. Do people just kind of just tip you or donate? Like if they like what they um, see in terms of streaming? There's, there's always the option for tipping or donations, but there's another way where you can make money um, is um, through subs. So there's like, like OnlyFans. It, yeah, kind of, but it's like $5. It's a flat rate of like $5 per sub. And you can actually gift subs to other users for your channel. So what that does is once they are a sub to your channel, they, un- you have special emojis that they unlock. So you can use those emojis in any chat on Twitch. Do they have to pay a certain amount for those emojis? How does that work? It's $5 for the sub to unlock those. And then they have like different tiers. So like the first tier is $5. The next tier I think is like $10. And you have like, you can set your channel to like these emojis. You're going to unlock these emojis at level one, level one sub. Level two, you have like a specific one or two emojis that are like only you can use them if you sub to that channel for that much money for that month. Oh, okay. It definitely sounds uh, like Patreon where Uh you get like unlimited access to like, for example, behind the scenes footage of like whatever podcast, like is that, Uh is that, would you say that's similar to that? Um, yeah, you just basically unlock special items i guess like special emotes that you can use okay yeah Yeah. okay and then and then sometimes like if the like say like you subscribe to my channel and you subscribe to my channel for like six months whatever i can like put um next to your name when you're in my chat i can put like a vip badge next to your name and it'll show that um, say you're a subscriber to my channel, then you can see that there's a badge and it'll say like subscriber or something. Like it'll be like a little special badge that shows up that everybody can see that you subscribe to this person's channel. Oh, I see. Kind of like a shout out. Like these are, are for example, like our premium members. Like I feel like it would be a special uh, way to acknowledge them yeah, for kind being of, a like, Yeah, like when you are in the chat, for that person's channel, you can see the little badge. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's just a little badge by your name. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like to let people know like mm-hmm. that this person uh, is is subbing to you. I don't even know if that's the right, right word. Yeah, yeah, they're like a sub to your channel. Um, and that's the other thing that's cool that 
you can buy, you can give subs to other people. That's crazy. Like you can like give another person. Is that what it means? Yeah. Yeah. So like you can give another person a sub or you can give like 10 subs to like whoever's in the chat or whoever you want it to give it to. That's wild. I feel like that's a whole different world compared to what I'm used to. That platform sounds insane. I mean, I don't have like a Patreon or an OnlyFans, so I've only seen it from the outside. I didn't know that Mm -hmm. it would work like that. Not that it's the same, but I feel like there's similar Mm. features. Um, I Instagram kind of started doing that. Um, I don't know. With the badges? With the badges, yeah. So like if you donate or tip the person that's live, then there's like a little, it's, I think it's like a little dot or something next to that person's name. And the more you donate, the more like little badge things you can get. Like when you chat, then people can see like, okay, this person donated like this much money or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned, or I remember that you mentioned that in, in our, um, our Asian chat, not our yeah. Asian chat, but it was like our uh, stop Asian hate, start Asian love uh, group chat thing. I remember you yeah. said that, uh, you were able to get that badge or um, mm-hmm. get that mm-hmm. like feature for the live. So that's mm-hmm. really, really cool. I wanted to say that. Yeah. And then the next like thing that they actually pushed out, which I tried to do last not last time I did the chat, but like before that, um, they actually have a button that you can directly donate to um, certain uh, charities. So we did that as well. I which like was that. Nice. Well, I hope that Twitch, um, I mean, hopefully once you get back like into your workflow and, you know, get used to like, like, like I guess coming, coming back to work and getting used to like all the traffic, I think that it'll be a lot easier because uh, yeah. right now it's like the last week of May that we're recording this. So things right. are about to be hundred percent open. So it's getting really wild and mm. turning to like normal life has just been insane. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's been a crazy last couple of months to be honest, but I'm, I'm happy that, you know, things are opening up. Um, people are getting vaccinated and, you know, people like we're not overwhelming the hospitals anymore. So. Yeah. I'm just happy that it's happening because, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of loving the lockdown, like either subconsciously or like unknowingly, but the thing is this day had to happen. We all knew it was going to happen in terms of, like it being this month or this summer, like maybe it was like unforeseen, but the world has to open up eventually. And we all know what to do. We all know how to not catch a virus. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of people are just still a little bit hesitant about it. But, um, you know, it, it it's happening and nothing's going to stop that. So... Yeah, we can't live this way forever. And Uh, I I think that's why I was so happy recently, like to find out, you know, like WW was pretty much a month ago and uh, there have been no surges or no like, uh, like numerous amounts of cases reported specifically from WW. I remember seeing that some people tested positive, but 
like the people, other people catching it from a BW or feeling symptomatic from a BW. Like I like was researching it and I, there was like nothing to be found. So I was like, thank God, this is so like the greatest thing ever. It's like so much hope for festival season. Uh, do you think though that a lot of people traveled for it and that's why it didn't create a, it didn't, it wasn't a super spreader because of the fact that a lot of people traveled for it. So the fact that they, you know, went and then left and then came home. I mean, I, I don't think so because I think that we would have seen more. Well, I don't know. I, I guess you, you can say it, it. Not a lot of people would want to report that, but at the same time, I do think that lots of people also traveled in groups and mm. those groups would have, you know, if you were traveling like in the same car or whatever, like, I feel like that would have still, um, that, that would have still uh, affected it and would have, um, mm. like it would have shown up somehow I, because what there was, what is it? 20,000. I don't know how many people were there, but I feel like right. you would have definitely heard some type of report or correlation uh-huh. in terms of like cases and it happened uh-huh. this weekend, two weeks. Like if they did some contact tracing and found that uh-huh. that's what all these people had in common, but like there have barely been any reports. So that's why I was very, very ecstatic to see that, um, uh-huh. that there was not as many as I thought there would be. Right. Um, the other thing is I wanted to mention, um, uh, was it sun? The one that's happening this weekend in my, in Florida sunset, whatever it's called SMF. I, I believe, it's, I believe it's sunset music festival. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, think sure it's, it's I think it, I'm pretty sure it's sunset. Um, they're offering vaccinations on site. Oh, okay. Well, which, which I thought was interesting because, um, well, it takes two weeks for the vaccine to fully, right? Um, so, like, work in your right, like to give I, you I, some yeah. type of immunity. It takes about right. two weeks. I just, I just thought it was interesting that they were offering that on site, though. Yeah, I mean, if it gives people the extra peace of mind, and right, of course, the option looks good. It'll make. Right. It'll make the festival look good. Why? But fuck it. If that's what it'll take for someone to get vaccinated, to actually have it offered there at the festival, you know, and some people give into peer pressure and want, you know, that's the only way they'll take the vaccine. Why? And so be it. Because I think we all know what happens if someone doesn't, you know, like refuses a vaccination in terms of like, I don't know, like the measles or some type of uh, like polio. Right. it becomes so, so deadly, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see. That's the thing too, is like this vaccine is so new and there have been so many things changing with it in terms of uh, like, uh, like if you could still be a carrier or not, um, uh-huh. all, all uh-huh. these things, that's the thing. It's like so new that we're so unsure and all these, all this new data keeps on coming out. But the way I see it is it's better than nothing. It's better right. than where we were a year ago. So screw it. Some protection, if it works right. or not, placebo or not, is I think is better for our, our mindsets and will give mm-hmm. us some of that peace. So yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, we're more cautious and I feel like more ravers are going to have, you know, hand sanitizer on deck. They're going to be more cautious in terms of like, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how cautious people are being, but in terms of maybe trading candy or hugging, I mean, Uh, but at the same time, it's outside, you know, uh, 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 I don't know. uh, I just feel like we're all adults. We're grown ass adults. We can all take responsibility for our actions and, you know, can face the consequences or, um, you know, lack thereof. uh uh Right. Right. Yeah. So we'll... We'll see what happens from there. But yeah, I think EDC was going to happen in October. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I I just it was it felt very rushed. And I'm kind of happy that it's happening in October. Oh, I that's what it should have been. Like that Mm. first announcement should have been, hey, it's happening in October. But I feel like now that we're actually going to be 100 percent open and that all these music festivals have happened and have been relatively okay. I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm pretty sure we're going to get the green light. I think like the thing was everybody was in a race to be the first festival back. And and with EDC being such a huge deal yearly, he didn't want to be one of the last ones to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that was kind of like a, I don't think like an ego thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. But I feel like you have to, at some point you do have to be rational and realistic and take into account like, well, and like, and the thing is like, he, you know, he said that if we reached, that was one of the rules where he said, if, Clark County, Las Vegas reaches 60% vaccination rates, we were able to have it. And then everything changed. Yeah, I believe at the time we were only at 45%. Right, right. And he didn't want to risk us not reaching the 60% like the week before, you know, so. Yeah, well, it is what it is. And... Um, yeah, yeah, honestly, I didn't see any, a lot of like ravers in the casinos this past weekend. Cause that was this past weekend. I saw, yeah, yeah, I saw a few, but I think they were all like downtown because they were all at dead mouse. Right. So, uh, today is May 27th for those wondering. So this is when we're recording. So EDC weekend was this past weekend. Right. Yeah, I do think a lot of, I think that's why Insomniac had all those events like Test Mm. Pilot, Dead Mm. Mouse this past weekend because they knew that some people were going to be in town. Yeah. Like people that didn't cancel their flights to Vegas for EDC. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of hard to identify a raver unless they have like all this candy on or yeah i'm sure it on so who knows right. but it right. was packed i saw that i saw people yeah stories. it looked like a freaking festival no it was packed like i saw the um dead mouse's like after party captured and it was like sea of people yeah 
Yeah, it was nuts. So that that's a good sign because I haven't seen that many people in one place here in uh-huh. Vegas since like 20, 2020 February when I saw Excision in downtown. Right. With you. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, that, and, that's, and that's crazy that my first actual full-on show is Excision in July. Oh, did you end up getting tickets for it? I did. And then I got tickets for Elenium as well at the Allegiant Stadium. Nice. Yeah. Everybody is going to that. I was like, holy shit, that's going to be one of the first shows in that stadium. That It's the first show ever in that stadium. Yeah. It's the very first show, right? Okay. I was like, yeah. I don't remember anyone else like playing there. Yeah. Because they opened that in um, 2020, the stadium. And they haven't had, they haven't been able to do a show there. Yeah, and I can't believe they chose Elenium. <laughs> um, so the country people, the fans of Garth Brooks, which was supposed to be the first show there ever, are very, very mad right now. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, a lot of them are complaining because they said that you're letting like Elenium be the first show. Garth Brooks was supposed to be like the first one at the new stadium, blah, blah, blah. Like, why was Garth Brooks, did he have a contract with them or something? Or was it already I'm, announced? I think they announced it. And then somehow like they offered this opportunity to Elenium. And he, you know, he took it. Oh, wow. That's wild. Well, I know it is yeah. presented by Life is Beautiful. So yeah, maybe that has yeah. something to do with it. Yeah, I'm not sure, you know, what exactly happened. But I even he apologized. Like he was like, on his post, he's like, I know it's late. I know it's super, super late. Um, but this is like the opportunity that I couldn't resist like taking and this and that. Yeah. But a lot of people are also mad because we got two, like two day tickets for excision. And I was expecting to go two days for excision. And a lot of people are going to do like excision on Friday and then Elenium on Saturday instead. Oh, is it back-to-back dates? I wasn't even aware of that because I'm not going Mm -hmm. to either one, so. Yeah, it's, yeah, Excision is on, like, the second and the third, and Elenium's on the third. Ooh, so headbangers and millennials have to, like, choose. Yeah, I think a lot of people are doing the same as me. They're doing Friday Excision and then, like, Saturday Elenium. Yeah, well, you have to tell us about how both of those go. Yeah, I will. It'll be fun. Like, I'm... I'm excited, but it's like a full circle. Like my last show was actually Excision at um, the downtown event center. So, and then my first show back is the same. Yeah. Damn, that's nuts. I have yet to have my first show back because I haven't like gone to any driving raves or anything. So (laughs) last festival was Escape 2019. So... Yeah. Who knows? Maybe EDC will be my first festival back. Yeah, I know you're busy with other things as well. So, yeah. And I don't know. I feel like the pandy just made me want to travel more and explore Uh and want to. I mean, I I love raving, of course. I love festivals, but I do want to, you know, travel more. And since festivals weren't happening at the time, I felt like it was just a perfect opportunity. And, I mean, I know some people might disagree with that, but I don't know. I feel like it, it kind of like opened my eyes up to like, what's, what else is out there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like 
everybody's different in that way, you know, perspective wise. Um, but again, you know, like you said earlier, things are opening up and the people you're going to have, everybody has to adjust and everybody adjusts in their own way, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I actually wanted to move on to a new segment. Um, so it's actually my second time doing this. It's called Five Seconds of Explore, where guests and I kind of show each other our explore pages for five mm-hmm. seconds. So that way we can kind of peep into... Oh, I can tell you what's on there. <laughs> what, on who on yours? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I want to know. Um, wait, wait, can I take a guess? Can I take yeah. a guess? Like, all things kawaii. So super cutesy pootsy. Um, like, I don't know, like maybe like Sanrio characters or anime. Um, cute stuff, cute unboxing stuff from Japan. If I had to guess, that's what it would be. And clothes. Is that right? Clo- clothes? Yeah. Is that what you said? Okay. Um, I'm not looking at it right now because I'm doing I'm doing this interview on my phone, but I believe what's on there is real like reels from like gamer girls and um, clothes and corgis <laughs> and also like Sanrio stuff. There's definitely a uh, lot of Sanrio stuff. Sweet. Oh my god. Okay. You- You're pretty close. You're pretty close. Yeah, that's how I was like, mm, I feel like I know you pretty well. I'll put that that little video of your uh, your phone, like your screen, and I'll put it like in the middle so we could see if we were, how accurate we are. But I do have a feeling that that is what it is. Um, well, in that case, I'll show you guys mine real quick. You want to guess what's on mine? Pugs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is uh, true. Pugs and rave clothes and stuff about podcasts. Stuff about podcasts? Okay. So let's see. Here is my phone. Let's hit. Oh, whoops. Okay. So you're right. It's definitely Pugs. I don't know if you guys can see that. Let me try to cover it. It's kind of like a glare. Yeah. Okay, well, it's lots of pugs, lots of traveling reels. Um, let's see here. Honestly, it's a lot of travel stuff. Mm-hmm. Travel stuff, and there's like occasional pictures of people like in scrubs in the medical field. So I don't know. Sometimes I open up my Instagram and it's all sorts of shit like mermaids, eyelashes, occasional pug memes. Other days it's all travel. Uh, I'm waiting for for the episode where it's like something I'm going to be embarrassed about, but <laughs> that's what it normally is. But yeah, I just love doing these because everyone's is so different. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll send you a screenshot of mine. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you can kind of tell like what I've been into lately because my TikTok looks the same exact way. It's a whole bunch of travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, Tulum or, or Tulum. Yeah. My, my TikTok, like the, uh, the FYP, um, is a lot of food, a lot of like restaurant recommendations, 
Oh, me um, too. Like especially local yeah. ones here. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then a lot of like um, spirituality stuff because I was like doing like watching some stuff on like spirituality TikTok. Um, not as much like EDM stuff because I don't really watch a lot of that stuff, even though that's my niche on there. And then a lot of like stuff about businesses, like um, making money and like um, running your own business, you know, business TikTok and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TikTok, I feel like you can learn so much. Like last night I was on there and I saw this scary TikTok where um, it was like a door and then you see like this, it almost looks like a hanger that was like kind of straightened out and it had a hook and they were trying Mm. to open somebody's hotel room. And I was like, yeah, it was basically showing if you see this run. And then uh, I like, I was reading the comments and Mm. people were like, oh yeah, that's why I always travel with a portable lock. If I stay at a hotel or Airbnb, then other people Mm. were like, why why don't you use a deadbolt? Like this hotel room is so outdated because they don't even have a deadbolt. This girl who like did a duet and was like, this happened to me like when I was in California for the weekend and I was like freaking out. And then, um, yeah, so now I have like a portable lock in my Amazon cart because I was like (laughs) freaking out. But yeah, you learn a lot on TikTok, believe it or not. It's not just like teenagers dancing, what most people right. think yeah. it is. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like feel like I watch a lot of informational TikToks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in all aspects of that, like as far as like trying to build my own business, trying to, you know, spirituality wise, you know, information on that, um, manifestation, stuff like that, um, you know, working on other things besides like the stuff that I do on Instagram where like, or the things I actually post on TikTok, which is like, I post like shitty, like EDM humor and like whatever. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. There, there's so many things. I started following this guy who shows you how to get out of, in case you like get abducted, how to get out of a zip tie lock. Like, oh yeah, the- I seen that one. Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love watching stuff like that just in case or like how to get out of um, like a chokehold or like all of these really useful things because I'm also mm-hmm. like super paranoid. So I love mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very it's very informational. But um, one thing I have learned is to limit my time on there on Instagram as well. Um just because you're processing so much information and it's kind of, I don't know, to me, it just makes me a little bit more stressed out if I pro- like if I over-process too much information from social media. So one thing that um, I actually had a manifestation coach um, for like four, three months or four months, a confidence slash manifestation coach. And she was saying, um, you know, your time on social media should be spent more on creating and less consuming. I like that. I mm-hmm. agree with that. I feel like the, for the majority of us, it might be the opposite though. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I need to consume some of it to get inspired. Yeah, no, I mean, just like you got to find the right balance and it should be, more creating and less consuming. That's true. No, I can, I can definitely see how that would 
like affect you? I mean, I put time limits on my phone last year, like on Mm, all the mm. apps and stuff, but sometimes I find myself just ignoring the time limit and just like continuing that scroll. Exactly. Exactly. It is hard though. It definitely is hard. Yeah, for sure. But Mm. uh, yeah, I feel like we can all try to control ourselves better if you really try to discipline yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So before we close out, can you show us some of the best candies ever that you've received? Yeah. So uh where should we start? Okay. So this actually is not candy per se, but it is something that I received and I feel like it is the epiphany of like plur to to be honest um so i got this like little clip oh you can see that and it like i found this at the end of the night on my backpack at lost lands um hold on so can you explain what exactly it looks like a, a cloth so it's pin? like a so yeah so it's like a clothespin and it's orange and it has like glitter on it and it says Lost Lands 2019 on here on the front. And then on the back, it says you are loved. And someone like randomly clipped this on the back of my backpack. And I didn't even see it until the end of the night. I just got I went to go like reach for like when I just like was reaching for something in my backpack. And like I thought. And I don't know who who did this. I really don't know who did this at all. So, and I've seen people do this, like, you know, at Forest and things like that. And it it's special to me because this, like, you know, you're loved. Obviously, that's really special. And to me, it's the little random, like, acts of kindness that, you don't even like need to have an exchange with that stranger to make, make someone smile, you know, like you can be anonymous and you basically, you know, know that this person is going to smile when they see it. Right. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. I just got like, while you're telling that story, I just got like the goosebumps and like chills. Cause I feel like stuff like that is, that's like one of the reasons why you even do this, but it's not even yeah. candy, but it has the same meaning mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. it. I feel like if it's not better, but I feel like it's almost, uh, it's like a really nice surprise with candy. It's not mm-hmm. really a surprise because you know who's giving that to you, but that clip, mm-hmm. I feel like I would, oh my God, I'd probably like start crying or like smile super hard if I saw that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely did. When I saw this, I was like, what is that? And then I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, my heart was just like, oh, you know. Yeah. And for those that are wondering, that are just listening, it's just a simple like orange cloth spin and or clothespin, whatever you say. It. And it, someone just read on there, um, what you are says, loved. Like, yeah, yeah, you're loved. And it says Lost Lands. So it has like the date, like when this was, and then it says you are loved. Oh, I love that. That reminds me of Forest, um, like 20. Mm-hmm. 2019, Timmy and I were in the forest um, taking photos. And I remember like walking near this 
tree and some branch was sticking out like that, almost like a finger. And there was mm. a, a necklace hanging off like, and it was a heart necklace and the heart was made out of like this clear stone, but you could tell somebody intentionally put it there for other mm. people to find like a gift. And I know at Forest, that's like a thing where people will just right. leave things away. Right. Yeah. But it's like, that's so kind. It's like, you don't know who gave that to you, but that it, I don't know, it just makes it so special. And it's like, oh my God, like people are so giving even to like people that they don't know or will never meet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. And then the other thing is this giant cuff. Oh my God. Describe this. So it's like this giant cuff that's like three or four inches like wide, like lengthwise. And it's got all these like different colors. It's like different layers. And there's like actually like a slinky on the inside like so like weaved in and there's like a big perler that's like a Alice in Wonderland type like potion bottle and there's also like these plastic balls on the back sorry I'm just staring at it everyone because I don't even know where to look there's so much it's like a toy store like if candy yeah it's yeah it's was a toy store. it's very colorful it's got like orange and pink and white and green and all these different colors on it. I think um, there's a slinky in there. Yeah. They like weave the slinky through like the, like there's a layer and then they like weave the link, like slinky through it. You can see the slinky right here. Like, God, that's so freaking creative, dude. I would have fucked that up so bad. Yeah. And then it has like my name on there. <sighs> Well, of course, well, who made this? Who made this for you? This is amazing. Um, so this is from my friend Calico Visions. Um, he his favorite um his favorite rave is Escape. So he'll he always goes to Escape. A lot of people, if you're candy kids watching this, you probably know who he is. He's the one that walks around with like a giant like candy mask and he has like all these cuffs and like he just has like candy everywhere and he has like a pumpkin like mask on a lot of times pumpkin candy mask and then oh. he's like a tall dude so you can't miss him you legit cannot miss him and he and I have been friends since like 2016 2017 and he made this for me and he's made me a couple of other things too um, that I don't have with me, but yeah. Yeah. Calico Visions. Shout out to Calico Visions. Because yeah. He's, he's amazing. He's amazing. And he's like so kind and so plur. Um, yeah. Every time I see him, he always like makes me like something like so huge and like amazing. I think. I saw him in 2019 and he made me this like, it was small, but it was like a candy, like dragon, like a mini dragon that was made out of like candy beads. Oh, and it was like a bracelet or? No, it, it was, a, it was, he had a string and I can attach it to like my strap on my shoulder of my Oh, is like, it kind of like clothes. a- 
is it kind of like that peyote stitching almost where it's like kind of flat like a one no it's 3d it was 3d yeah but it's like it was like this big like maybe three inches to four inches long and it had wings and everything but it was 3d Oh my gosh. He's so talented. I feel like I need to find him and get him on the show because that is... Yeah, you should. You should definitely get him on the show. He's very, very talented. And I'm sure he would love to show you a lot of his candy and how, you know, his backstory, how he got started raving and all that stuff. Yeah, that, I don't know. I just, for me, I'm just like the slinky and those rubber balls. That's just so creative. Yeah. And this thing's like pretty heavy too. It's like, yeah, it's got a weight to it. Yeah. Oh man, do you remember that toy store, KB Toys? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, that's yeah. all I'm thinking when I see that cup because it reminds me of a toy store because it has like the slinky yeah. and the rubber balls uh, that you could get out of like, you know, a 25 cent, you know, toy machine. Yeah. This reminds me of Alice in Wonderland, the like potion bottle thing. Like drink me or eat me. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's so cool. It's got like so many layers and like it's so intricate. Yeah, um, if you guys are just listening, you guys have to peep at the video because this candy is nuts. But yeah, shout out to Calico Visions because this is definitely one of like the most eye-catching candies I've seen. Yeah, you should definitely get him on the show. He's he's amazing. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to show you was this piece because we were talking about excision. Um. So this is like a dream catcher and it has like all these hanging like feathers on there like that are made out of perlers that my friend Leah made me. Um, so this is like, a like you can hang this on your wall. It's beautiful. So this is basically to give you guys more of a visual, it's, Hold on, let me see if I can put a paper behind it so you can like actually see it. Uh, Yeah, basically it's like a dream catcher made out of candy, but it looks like there's a a little string that you would use like to put on like a necklace. Is that right? Yeah, but like you can hang on the wall. You can either wear it or you can hang it on the wall, I think. And in, in the middle of the dream catcher, there's like a little moose. Oh yeah, moose. like a like a yeah. it's like a deer or something. Like a deer or a moose. Elk. And then there's like little flowers on the side of it. And it's all purple and black. Oh my gosh. I love that. I would have never thought of like making a candy dream catcher. Or unless like this was already like a thing, but I feel like this is so fucking dope. I've never Yeah, and then there's like little pearlers with the feathers on their bottom. So the story behind this is um, she gave this to me um, at Excision like 2017 or yeah, 2017, I think, because I gave away a ticket. I did a giveaway for an Excision ticket and for NOS and she's from San Francisco and she actually came down to the excision show in at NOS in Southern California. And then, cause she won the giveaway for my birthday and that's, and then she ended up giving me this for her birthday. Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. That's so innovative. 
Like, and, the, mm-hmm. and basically this dream catcher has little feather or perler feathers hanging down yeah. at the bottom. I think that's what makes it really, really cool. Mm-hmm. They definitely create the vibe. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'm going to hang it up on my wall. Oh, you should. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just like, I'm afraid like the string is like going to weigh it down too much because it's heavy. So I might have to like hang it from here, like where the dream catcher is instead of like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I would do just because the string sometimes. Like it's like kind of stretchy and like, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. That's so, that was unexpected. <laughs> I yeah. Really and, like the, that. And, and the colors like, you know, are so coordinated and beautiful. Yeah, I love that. It's so like they definitely put a lot of effort and oh man I just love that they I I just like really yeah I really appreciate candy kids I don't think there's enough like love given to candy kids because the amount of time and effort it takes for them to like make all this stuff is very I feel like underrated right um I think like, we talked about this in the first episode too. I yeah, remember you saying yeah, that. Yeah, I, I do. I still feel the same way. Um, even though I'm not really making a lot of this stuff anymore, I really do appreciate every candy kid that still does. And like, it's kind of sad that a lot of people are moving away from that. But Yeah. I mean, that's what people have been saying, but I feel like there's also this other uh, like upcoming crowd of like these scene candy kids that are like on the rise. And I wasn't even aware of them until uh, my friend B mentioned them to me and how they have this giant following on TikTok from all these scene candy kids. And I was just like, what? This is awesome because scene kids I thought were dead, but apparently they're like, upcut like out they're, they're out there and they're like all about the candy and I've seen some of them on TikTok so I think that I mean who knows maybe with like the pandy I think that ca- candy is definitely I don't want to say it's dead because I feel like it's so alive that's just yeah I don't think it's necessarily dead I think it's a lot of people associate like a lot of people just don't have time to do it even though they want to that's the one thing I'm noticing, like me, like I just don't have time to spend on all of this stuff as much as I would like to. Um, the other thing is it takes a lot of dedication. You know, um, the one person that I did want to mention that you might want to get on the show as well is uh, Le- Leah Kitten. Oh, yeah, yeah, she lives here. Uh huh. She lives in Vegas and... I know she does a lot of candy projects. Yeah, I if follow you've... her on YouTube. Mm, yeah, she's she also has she also has like a TikTok too. And she's yeah, she's very talented. She makes like all these like crazy candy things, creations. So yeah. She's very creative. I love that. Yeah. No, I'll have to I'll have to put her on my my list. I have a best candy ever guest list that I'm slowly mm-hmm. getting to crossing mm-hmm. people off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Well, I'll have to, yeah, I'm going to add all these people on the list, but thank you for sharing those. Those are really, um, like, despite it being unexpected, I feel like those definitely embody, especially the the first one, the little pin cluster. Mm. I feel like that one definitely embodied like what candy is and the meaning behind it. So thank you for that. Yeah. I, I think like we can all agree that even, you know, you can go from like something like this, where it's like the, the cuff where it's like pre pre-planned to be like given away or like traded to or like something like the clothespin where it's just like a simple little act of uh, out of like your own heart out of love you know they definitely like have the same synonymous meaning behind it you know um and that's what's great about the edm community and raving um the rave community that like we have all these people that can show each other love in various different ways. And yeah. Yeah. And just like, you know, this is not, the clip is not necessarily candy, but I would say that it is a sort of like active love and an active like being plur. So no, absolutely. Thank you for bringing that. That was kind of like a, mm. like a, what is it? Like a little twist to the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like I wanted to think of something. I, I don't want people to feel like, you know, everybody has to get super creative and make things like a cuff like this or, you know, things that are like super innovative, like this dream catcher, you know, or just make like giant purlers because, you know, I did show, you know, my other friends that have the ability and the time and, and they put the time and effort into making those big pieces. I do want to show that even if you cannot make these types of things, you can make an impact on someone's life, even if you did something like this with the clip. Absolutely. You know? Or even like a, a wonky sing, single, like, Wait. yeah, like exactly. One like, green candy. I thought it was the most hilarious and funniest thing, but I love it. I find myself wearing this single, like monocolored candy more than any of the candies that I own. And which is hilarious to me because I was making fun of and roasting at the very first episode, but um, yeah, you don't have to make anything super right. Like even just like, you know, anything that's like this, like just like colorful, like whatever, you know, maybe, maybe that person's wearing like the color purple and you're like, Oh, I have a purple candy. Like, and that's their favorite color. And and they really, they really appreciate it because it matches their outfit or whatever. You know, you never know, you know, what somebody might feel when you give them something like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely agree. But Kiana, thank you for everything. Drop where everyone can find you. Um, so my Instagram is kianas.gram. My Twitch is twitch.tv slash Kiana's World. And my TikTok is kawaii underscore BBY underscore Kiana. That's where I post all of my EDM stuff. But yeah. Hell yeah. And I'll link all that good stuff in the description down below. But yeah, it was good seeing you. Hell yes. Thank you for doing this. Um, Yeah. 
yeah, happy 25th episode. This was, yeah, uh, this is exactly what I wanted. I'm so proud of you for that. And I hope, you know, there's going to be a 50th episode and so on. So looking forward to it. It will mark my words. This is not. Yeah. If you're a real one and you've made it this far into the episode, leave me three purple heart emojis because you the real MVP. Anyways, follow Best Candy Ever on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you guys can please, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing and would really help support me and Best Candy Ever. Thank you guys for everything. I'll see you guys soon. Big up, big up, big up, big up. Big up.